Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 11 of the Parenting Aces podcast, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and this week we have Coach Todd Whittem back with us to talk about what you should be looking for when you're planning a short-term visit to a tennis academy or a coach that is not your home coach. Maybe it's over the summer, maybe it's over spring break, winter break, but what are the criteria that you should use when choosing the right place to send your child for short-term training. Todd offers some great advice and insight as always, and I hope you'll enjoy the conversation and find it useful as you're making plans for your junior players. Also want to just remind y'all, if you haven't already, we'd love for you to become a premium member of Parenting Aces. You just have to go to parentingaces.com, click on the join button, and all the information will pop up that you need. Also, if you are interested in doing a one-on-one consultation with me, you can do that through our website as well. So for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Coach Todd Whittem. Hey, Todd, back at it. Needed to do another episode. Here we are. I am having one of those days. You're exhausted, but we're going to put our best feet forward and talk to the Parenting Aces community about summer camps, school break camps, and what the important factors are when considering taking your child to a coach not their regular coach, to train for a specific period of time. And I get a lot of inquiries about this. And I typically, I send them to you or to somebody else that, you know, the Parenting Aces community should be pretty familiar with through the podcast. But um, I thought it would be good to just really jump in and address some of the questions that the parents ask me and hear it from the coach's point of view. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Very good. I think it's an important subject now that we're going to be yeah. hearing uh, in a couple months, right? So, Absolutely. you know, some emails sent to me, you know, asked me about summer camp. And I'm like, oh boy, I don't run a summer camp. So then, you know, I have to describe kind of what we do if, if they don't know, you know, kind of what I do here in South Florida. Yeah. So. And there's there's a difference between going to like a collegiate exposure camp or a recruiting camp or showcase versus going to an instructional camp, a player development camp or 
spending, you know, a set period of time training with a coach different from your home coach, right? And that's what we really want to talk about today is that latter category of, you know, when you feel like it's time for your child to be exposed to maybe a different point of view or a different set of eyes, what are the questions you should be asking as the parent to determine the right location to send your child? Also, I want to just point out that there are also opportunities that are really cool opportunities in terms of travel or in terms of being in a setting that might be beautiful or, you know, fun to be at, but maybe the instruction isn't going to be as high a quality as another opportunity. So there are a lot of different factors to take into account. Um, So let's start by looking at a high performance player, an elite junior who was looking to play high level college tennis, or perhaps go on to play professional tennis. And they're, you know, they've got a break from school. They're looking to travel to a coach that can kind of offer them a new perspective, help them grow as tennis players over a specific period of time, whether it's a week, two weeks, a month, three months over the summer, whatever it is. What are some of the factors that you feel are important for the parent and the player to consider? Sure. Well, first and foremost, you know, I have coaches all throughout the country, even some worldwide that, that send me their students. Cause maybe they would like, you know, a different environment or maybe they need, you know, something specific or, you know, want them just to see something different. Right. And so I consult with coaches all the time because we have full-time students and then we have visitors that come in and out of my program, right. Throughout the year. Sure. And, you know, I think it's, you know, tremendous that other coaches would trust us in training their students, right. They're, they're full-time students. Right. And so, you know, I, I believe, you know, really what, what parents should be looking for is, you know, first of all, having multiple coaches is usually not the best thing, right? It's not multiple voices and opinions is usually not a great thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So when I consult with other coaches or other, other people that run, you know, certain arenas, I want to make sure that that those particular students that were still helping their students progress with their tennis career. Right. And well, so, so so that begs a question, Todd. Also, should the home coach be in communication with the coach that's going to be temporarily working with the student? Absolutely. I'm speaking to multiple coaches right now about their students coming into my arena here in South Florida in the summer. So I am in contact with some of those coaches and I want to, maybe they're sending videos to me. Maybe they're, you know, speaking to me on the phone and I want to know exactly what they're working on so that we can help their students keep to keep progressing, you know, Mm -hmm. with with their tennis career. So, you know, no egos involved, you know, we want to make sure that the students are receiving great instruction and, you know, we may send, you know, I know what we do. We may send a video at, at the end of, of, of that student's time with us and send it to their coach. And I consult with, with their coach back home to make sure that we understand, you know, what they're working on, what we worked on and how we feel that they're going to keep progressing. And I think, I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, a different, yeah. maybe a different set of eyes is, is great. You know, and I think, you know, that, you know, the students that are coming to us, 
from coaches all throughout the country. They, they trust us and, and, you know, we're not here to steal their students or any of that type of stuff. So I know some, some coaches are concerned with that. No, these students are going back home to their home coaches. Right. And, you know, one of the things that comes up quite often is the big name academies. And, you know, most of them have summer programs or spring break programs where you can come for a week or two weeks or even multiple months um, and, you know, live that academy experience for that set period of time. My understanding, and my son never did this, so I don't have direct experience with it. Well, that's not true because we did send him to Mallorca for a month, but it wasn't a big name academy. It was something that we had researched. But my understanding at a lot of the big name academies is that, yes, they offer these short-term programs, but it's a different type of experience than what their full-time students would be getting. Can you speak to that at all? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, truth in tennis. We're going we're going to give it the down and so, dirty. So, I mean, like in, in my arena, we run the same program all year long. So when someone asked me about summer camp, I'm like, yeah, we run our summer camp 365 days a year, right? You know, so they're going to experience exactly what my full-timers experience every single day. And so, you know, one, one of the questions that I received from parents, because they're wondering, well, why would I send my child to you, Todd, for a week, two weeks, a month? You know, what is that going to really do? And that's a very good question. Sure. It's an excellent. Okay. So what, what can it do? Well, I mean, you'll have an understanding of what we feel, you know, your, your child needs to work on, right, with their coach back home because they're one of our visitors. But I believe that they're going to have a very good understanding that, based on their training and, and everything that they experienced here, they should bring that training back home, right? That these experiences, but they also have a very good understanding that these students are looking to go to a certain type of college and they are doing this every day, right? Which, which is very surprising. It's very educational for the parents. It's very educational for the students. But understand that's the basis of my business, mm-hmm. right? My the basis of my business is taking a student and helping them, you know, get into you know their desired university or maybe a professional tennis career. That that's that's those are the only students that mm-hmm. that we that we train, right? Which is maybe different. You know, there's a lot of coaches that take on many different levels of students or adults, and maybe some high performance kids. Maybe some kids can go off to college tennis. But our expertise is sending kids to elite universities or maybe a professional tennis career. So when we have visitors that are coming, you know, maybe from areas of the country that are not, you know, so to say tennis hotbeds, mm-hmm. you know, they have a very good understanding on, on why and how these students can, can achieve and get to certain types of universities or maybe a pro career. Right. And, and, one of the things I want to point out is, you know, that also happens at some of the bigger academies for a smaller group of, or I should say a smaller percentage of their overall player population. Whereas you take a very small group of kids and you keep your group small. Some of these larger academies have hundreds of kids there at any given time, but only a small percentage of those are training the way you're training your kids. 
the rest of them are on a different path probably and are not getting the same intensity level of training or the same um, focus in terms of what the goal is at the end of the junior career. Right. And so, so, so if you send your child, for example, to one of those camps that takes hundreds of kids, the likelihood is your child's going to be on a court with several other players and is going to hit tennis balls, but the likelihood is they're not going to get the personalized attention and the the um, I I don't want to say push, but but it, yes. it's just it's just not the same. Yeah, to, to demand the standard, right, and the intensity and the discipline from each student, right. I think the parents. I think it's very important that the parents understand, you know, what they're signing up for. Right? Are they signing up for a camp? Are they signing up for maybe some, you know, decent instruction? You know, they might pay attention and maybe they don't, you know, they're a visitor and maybe, maybe not, or they're signing up for, this is some really disciplined, you know, great training. And, and, you know, so, you know, they, they need to understand what they're signing up for. Right. So they understand, you know, the expectations. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because when you have, hundreds of students, you know, a parent that really wants quality instruction for their child, right? You know, when there's hundreds of kids running around, I would find it very difficult, right? To giving each child really high quality instruction. And, 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 and your viewers, they, they know I've said this. All right. Hang on, hang on. Go ahead. (laughs) So, you know, is basically, you know, the, the quality is, you know, needs to, you need to understand the quality of instruction that your child is going to receive. But also I've said this many times, right. On either social media or your podcasts. If it's me as a parent, I want to know who is training my child every day, whether, you know, whether, you know, someone, you know, a coach is sending their student to me, or if it was my child, you know, in, in tennis or in any sport, who is guiding my child for those certain hours every single day? I want to know the background. I want to know who they've produced. I want to know the whole gamut because you know what? You're making an investment in your child, right? right? And, and you're paying good money for it, right? These camps are not cheap yeah. and you're paying good money. So I think the parents need to fully, you know, understand that number one, there's full-timers in these arenas, right. That are paying very good dollars all year long. And so what are the chances that your child is going to receive great training when they're going to be there for a limited time? Right. And that's a great point. Um, You know, there are priorities in terms of how many, how much time the coaches spend with each child and the coaches are limited. They only have so many hours in a day and, you know, their attention can only be split so many ways before it's diluted to a point where it's invaluable. So, you know, it is important to know those, those answers, but the flip side of that, Todd, is sometimes you're sending your child to one of these academies just to kind of 
see what it looks like for these high-level players. Not that you have the expectation that your child's going to come back and all of a sudden, after one week, two weeks, a month, be this completely different type of player with completely different goals, but rather just exposing them to this is how the kids that have these goals This is the work effort that they put in day to day. This is the intensity level that is expected from them every time they set foot on the court or in the gym or on the track. And then it opens your child's eyes to maybe possibilities that they hadn't considered. And there is value in that. Even if your child's not the one getting that intense focused instruction, there is value in exposing them to what those those players are doing at that level. Do you agree with that? I, I I agree. You know, it just depends what you're looking for, why you're going to a certain arena, right? Maybe it's, you know, maybe, maybe some coaches, you know, they, they do a great job, but they want their student to, you know, have more variety of, of, of match play. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. But you know, the instruction might not be great, but you're going to be hitting with other students. Okay. So you hear this all the time. I want my, I want my child to be playing with better players and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Time, right? All the time, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. So what, what is Todd, what, what do I say to that? Okay. A great coach will always make sure that the workouts are so very productive for those particular students and so I always say, if a student only needs just a variety of people to play with and hitting partners and that type of thing, they don't need to be working on anything, then I'll just hire a bunch of kids from the local college and I will save a lot of money in my program where I don't need to hire such high level coaches. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about that because yeah. I grew up playing with anyone and everyone from you know, good players to players that I was crushing in sets all day long. I was working on certain things. And every day I walked out of the arena thinking that was a good day. It was very productive training. I did not walk out thinking to myself, that was a bad day of training. I need to think about going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to that, I want to say that, you know, yes, you can sign your kid up for men's or women's open tournaments and have them playing a variety of players. Um, I, you know, the ITA summer circuit schedule is now out. You can sign your kid up for those events this summer and they'll have a taste of competing against current college players or, you know, kids that are headed to college in the fall. And maybe that'll be different from the kids that are playing week in and week out at their, you know, UTR events or USTA events or ITF events. But If you are looking for the instruction, that's where it's important to really ask the questions and understand the detail of what is a day going to look like for my kid? How many other players are going to be on the court with them? How do you decide which players are on a court together? You know, what are the criteria used? How do I make sure that there are other kids at the same level or similar level to my kid during the time that my kid is with you as a coach, because, you know, the last thing you want is your experienced player to be there the week where everybody there is, you know, new to the new to tennis or hasn't ever played a tournament before, or, 
you know, is just at a completely different level. Not to say that your child can't learn in that environment, but if you're spending the time and money to send them somewhere different, you likely want them to be with at least a few other kids that are at their level and have similar goals to them, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. You know, there's there's no doubt I agree with that. But great coaches and great systems make sure that every student, whether it's a 10-year-old or an 18-year-old, are receiving what they should be receiving on a daily basis. And it's customized to their needs mm-hmm. or else the rate of improvement won't happen or it'll be very slow. Well, and to that point, Todd, it's difficult to do that if you've got 250 kids there for a week with 10 coaches. So keep that in mind, right? I mean, that's that's the point. Um, You need to understand the ratio of players to coaches. You need to understand how many courts are available. So, you know, how many kids per court, what that what's that ratio going to be? Again, all that said, there is nothing wrong with going to the south of France and sticking your kid in an academy in the south of France for five days because you're taking a family vacation and how cool to train on red clay courts for a week because it's not something they normally get to do. But understand that you have to balance your expectations based on what's actually going to happen. And the only way to do that is to ask the questions ahead of time. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, for an example, um, when I turned 50, one of my goals had always been to play on the red clay and to take a lesson on red clay. And we had the good fortune to travel to Spain that, that year. And went to Mallorca and I took a lesson on red clay courts for an hour, about killed me, but I wasn't expecting to come home this completely different player after one, one hour lesson on a service that I had never seen much less played on before. And I will say the experience, you know, it's been nine years now and I still remember details of that experience. It was so phenomenal and so fun. So would I say that's valuable and worthwhile? Absolutely. You know, but I understood what I could expect to receive as a result of spending one hour with a coach I had never met on a surface I had never played on. If I had gone there thinking I'm going to come back playing like Serena, well, I would have been very disappointed, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Even though you're talented, but yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um, and, and so that's the point is that, you know, if the if the goal is to go play in a place you've never been before and be in this beautiful setting and and just experience tennis in a new way, then go wherever you want and and have that experience and embrace that experience. But temper your expectations in terms of the level of improvement that's going to happen as a result. Right. Well, yeah, it comes down to, you know, what your expectations are. What are you looking for? Right. Right? That comes down to. So when parents call you, Todd, and say, my kids got spring break this week, Um, I want I'm considering bringing them to you. What are some of the questions that they ask you and some of the questions that you wish they would ask you 
to help ensure that everybody has a positive experience? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, some of the common questions, like you, like you said earlier, you know, how many students do I have? Why, you know, why, why do you say that your arena is not a tennis academy, right? Yeah. <laughs> we like that, not a tennis academy. Um, what do you mean that you're running a private school for tennis players? Do you allow visitors in? Um, you know, what type of levels of students, you know, is, is, is my son or daughter, are they cut out for this Todd? Are they going to be able to get through a day in your rigorous arena? That's, that's a very common one lately. Um, you know, uh, trying to think what else, you know, do, can, you, can, do you ask about ratings and rankings when you're considering having a, a player come in? Um, do you care about that? Yes and no. Okay. The number one thing I care about, right? Because we have we have champions and then we have, you know, younger students and some students that are trying to become champions. I the only thing that I require is that a student loves the game. Mm-hmm. They're there because they want to learn. They're respectful. That's it. That's all that's all I ask. And and so I make it very clear to my students and and parents that you know, I don't get any more joy in training a, a student that has won the biggest titles in, in, in amateur tennis or the world or Sun Wu Kwan, who's, you know, going off to Europe to play Monte Carlo now. I just love being on the court with students that love the game. They want to improve and, you know, and they're trying to reach their goals. That, right. that, that is, is the best student that I can be on the court with. And so, I mean, there are cases where kids will come to you that maybe don't have a great ranking or rating, but they're willing to put the work in. They're willing to commit. They're willing to, um, you know, exhibit the intensity level that you require of your students. And even though their forehand, backhand serve may not be anywhere near perfect yet, they're willing to commit to getting better during the time they're with you. What I can tell you is that that student that you're describing will get better. And we see improvement in, in my arena. We see improvement after I'd say about three or four days. Mm-hmm. We'll see improvements already after that. And so I love to see that. That's why I have the system I have. I want to see kids getting better and at a faster rate than, than, than other arenas, mm-hmm. right. That have masses and masses of kids. If not, then I could easily start a mass arena. Sure. Right. I could, I could, I could do that. Right. But that is not my passion. It's not my goal. My goal is from the 10 year old student that, you know, is young and has to develop a lot of things to an 18 year old, to a college student, to an ATP professional, I want them to receive amazing workouts. Mm-hmm. That is my number one goal, right. right? One kid walking out of my arena saying that was a bad day of training. I didn't learn anything. It was not productive. This is a waste of time. So that, on, would, that would kill me. So the flip side of that, Todd, then is the kid who just wants to go try somewhere new, but isn't committed to you know, working that hard. They just, they want to go play a little tennis and then maybe go hang out at the beach and, you know, 
hang out with their buddies or whatever. That's probably not the right fit for you, but there are plenty of places where that would be the perfect fit. Absolutely. And I make it very clear to any of the, any of the parents that, that contact me that want to, you know, set up a phone call with me. I make it very clear that, you know, this is not the arena. My arena is not the arena for, for a student like that, which there's nothing wrong with it. Right. It's just not going to have a good experience. Right. <laughs> they're just, they're just not. And I want the students because what I look at is, you know, like I said, whether it's a 10 year old, 18 year old professional player, I want these students to, I want them to be in an arena with like-minded students, right? So they mm-hmm. can feed off of each other. It, that's a beautiful thing. They're there. They're all there for very specific reasons and, and, and for very similar reasons. And what, when you see kids and they're serious and they're working together and the coaches are grooming them, that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Right. Getting along well with each other. And there's no nonsense drama and any of that garbage that, that could happen. I am monitoring that all day long. Right. And, and, and that, and that's, you know, you can do that with fewer students mm-hmm. that, that are of this, this quality of person and, and they love the game. You can do that. But when you have masses, that's, that's, that's a whole different scenario. Yeah. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just understanding what you're looking for, what your player is looking for and who can best provide that. There are academies, camps, um, programs, instructional, what do you call yourself now? A tennis school? We're, we're, what I, when the parents call me, <laughs> I tell them they're sending their child, if they're going to send their child to an elite private school for academics, that's what I, we are for tennis. That's what we're, that's what we're doing. Okay. So there, there are, you're not the only game in town for that. I mean, you may be on the only game where you are, but there are other people offering similarly structured programs and there are people offering hits and giggles kind of programs where you're in a beautiful location and you play a little tennis and you go swimming and you have a snack and you play basketball and do all these other things um, with the kids that are there. And so just understanding again, and I know I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I think this is an important message for parents to understand is you have to know what you're looking for, for your child. And you're, you have to know what your child is looking for from this experience. And then you have to have that talk with their home coach and understand what their home coach is expecting out of the experience. And then once the three of you kind of come to terms with what it is you want, then you go searching for the appropriate camp or program or training opportunity based on that agreement that you've come to between player, parent, and coach. You look at the cost, you look at the time commitment, you look at the work effort that's going to be required, and you make the best decision for your player and for your family. Um, And there are a whole range of options out there in terms of camps and summer experiences, et cetera, et cetera. You couldn't have said it any better. (laughs) Absolutely. 
I mean, I, I just feel like it gets so frustrating sometimes, Todd, because people sign up for these programs at these big name academies and they think they're going in for this amazing training opportunity for their child. And then, you know, they pay all this money, they travel or they send their kid on the plane or whatever. And then at the end of the day, it's not been what they wanted it to be or expected it to be all because they didn't ask the right questions. And it's so simple to just ask the questions up front. How many kids per court? How many courts do you have? How many coaches do you have? Do you have high level students coaching lower level students or are they all certified coaches that are working with these kids, experienced coaches working with these kids? What are the living situations like? Are they in dorms? Who's supervising them? What's mealtime like? What are they doing when they're not on the tennis court? Who's supervising them then? Um, You know, what are the expectations for the rest of the day that's not spent training? Because we, you know, we know they're not going to be on the court 12 hours a day. They're not going to be in the gym 12 hours a day. What are they doing those other hours and who's making sure they're safe and not getting into trouble? These are the questions you have to ask. Well, here's one very good question. What are the chances that my child is going to receive instruction from your top coaches? Hmm. Or are they too busy with your top prospects? Or I'm going to only be able to get one hour with them in an expensive tennis lesson, Hmm. right? If you're looking for a very high quality. Right. Right. You know, when... You know, like I said, my goal is to make sure that all my students are receiving such high quality instruction. Anyone who enters my arena, they're going through stations all day long. It could be with me. It could be with two gentlemen that trained me. One trained me from when I was six years old. One trained me from when I was 16 years old. They're they're getting my team, whether it's one of my students that is going to one of the best colleges in the country or a low UTR player. They're getting my team of coaches that are doing with me all year long, right? So they are guaranteed to be receiving what, what, what I promised, which is very high quality instruction. But understand that is the basis of my business for anyone entering my arena, yeah. whether they're a full-timer or maybe a visitor. The other thing I'll say too is when you're looking for a short-term training opportunity for your child, it's important that you share your child's goal for his or her tennis with that facility. For example, you know, my child is looking to make their high school team next year. You know, that's the goal. Or my child is looking to play top level college tennis, or my child just wants to be a good recreational player, or my child is looking to turn pro after their junior career. Whatever it is, share that goal, not your goal for your kid, your child's goal for him or herself. Share that with the facility and then listen to what they tell you is how they handle players with that similar type of goal. What is it that your child is going to be doing because their goal is A, B, C, or D, right? And if everybody is thrown into the same pot, regardless of what their goal is, that would be kind of a red flag for me. Um, I don't think it's appropriate for somebody that just wants to be a good recreational player to be necessarily full-time training with somebody who's looking for a professional career in tennis. 
there might be some overlap during the day, but you know, all day, every day, I don't think those two types of players with those two types of goals are going to be a great fit for both of those players to come out the other side feeling like they got what they needed. Do you agree with that or am I off base? No, no, I agree with that. You know, what's going through my mind right now, I was thinking of my tennis upbringing and how I structure things and right. Here's another thing that I think is, that is very important is that, you know, you're going to have visitors and they want to, you know, get that private lesson or a couple lessons a week from that particular individual. It could be the head person whose name is on the business. Mm-hmm. It could be the best assistant that they have because the head person maybe isn't there or maybe they're too busy or whatever the case shall be. But here's, here's another thing that's very important because this was my tennis upbringing as well from when I was six years old is that when you take a tennis lesson with someone, right, make sure that when the, when the groups are happening, you want to make sure that that coach is with your child as well so that they're reinforcing what was taught in that mm. tennis lesson. That is super important because I'll tell you from so much experience of training juniors is that you can go take that great lesson, but the second they enter a group, that lesson could be gone forever and that's a waste of money, mm. right? In one ear and out the other, that one hour was a nice experience, but then the bad habits come right back and that's just throwing your money down the toilet. Well, and and I'm going to just play devil's advocate here. Sometimes it's fun to just be able to say you had a lesson with Nick Volatari, for example, you know, and the money's a non-issue. It's more about having the experience of having his full attention for the 50 minutes or whatever it is that the lesson runs. Um, are you going to come out the other side a better tennis player? Mm. Probably not. You know, you may pick up a trick or two here or there, but sometimes it's just kind of cool to have that experience. And that's okay as long as you understand what the expectation is. And I keep coming back to this, but you have to have a clear understanding of what it is you're looking to gain from the experience. As you were saying that, I was thinking maybe you should just go out to lunch with that particular person. (laughs) Well, yes, but... You're not going into a lesson with the expectation of, hey, I want to really learn, you know, how am I going to improve, you know, my strokes or my movement or, you know, certain aspects of my game, you know, then, okay, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know why you're taking that lesson, but, you know, at least that person's getting paid for the hour, I guess. I don't know. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there is something to be said. Like I said, for me, having that lesson on red clay was, you know, it was an experience I wanted to have. I didn't have this expectation that I was going to come out of it a fabulous tennis player. It was just more, you know, I, something I always wanted to do. And so if going to, you know, a big name Academy, I mean, let's face it, you know, the, the Richard Williams movie is, it's been a big deal this year. So Rick Macy's name is big in the news again. And so maybe people want to just go see what it's like to have a lesson with Rick Macy at his Academy. And it's okay to do that, but Temper your expectations. Yeah, but so I have a question for you. Okay. Ready? So what were your expectations and what did you learn with that one hour of 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 that red clay lesson? Like did what what did you feel when you walked off? What did did you felt like you learned? Did you get better? Are there things that you could implement when you went back home to the United States that you could implement here to become a better player? 
I mean, yes and no. I, I will say to quote Maria Sharapova, I felt like a cow on ice moving on the red clay. And after five minutes, I thought I was going to throw up. I was so exhausted and my legs were burning and, you know, it was incredibly Good. difficult. Right. That's I, exactly. And, and listen, I, my husband videotaped the lesson. I could go back and watch some things because in the moment I was just kind of starstruck, but you know, it's, Again, there everybody has their own kind of sense of what they're looking to gain from any experience in life. And so as long as we're honest with ourselves and understand that, you know, if I'm going to train for a week and I'm one of 250 kids that are there, the likelihood is I might come home with a nugget or two, but chances are it's just going to be more about the experience itself than actually growing as a tennis player, you know, specifically. But if I'm going and and my goal is really to come away with some tangible evidence that I am a better tennis player after this time at, at the summer experience or the spring break experience, Finding a more intimate setting where I am going to go in with the expectation and the coaches are going to have the expectation that the intensity level is going to be at a certain level the entire time. I am going to grow as a player. I am going to go back home and my home coach is going to be in contact with, with the coaches that I worked with over that short period of time. And together, they're going to help me grow as a player. That's that's a different type of experience. So just be honest. Yeah, I agree. So you as a tennis parent, I'm interviewing you now. Oh, good. <laughs> I love being on this side. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. So you send, you know, you're, you say you send your, your child away for the summer. How do you, you know, in your investment in, in your child, maybe sending them off for you know a month, two months, three months, how do you know if your child got better what are you looking for when your son or daughter comes back how do you know what are you looking that's a that's a great question todd and i can really worth it yeah absolutely and i can tell you you know when my son went and trained in in spain for that month um i was looking for him to come back with a renewed passion for training and for getting better because it was the summer before his senior year of high school. There was a lot of burnout happening and distractions in his life. And so that, that was my gauge is, is he, does he have a renewed passion for the game? Because his goal was to play in college. So there were, you know, he had one more year of high school and then four years of college ahead of him. Um, That was my gauge. And, you know, he accomplished that. We accomplished that as, as a unit of choosing this place. Um, So for me, that was it. But I think, you know, for others, they may have different goals, other reasons for sending their kids. Maybe it's simply that they want their kids out of the house for a month, you know, and, and the parents want to have an empty nest for a few days and, you know, do some fun stuff together. I mean, there are all sorts of reasons why parents send their kids off to summer camp, whether it's a tennis camp or something else. So just understanding again, and being honest with yourself about what the expectations are. And, and I think communicating those expectations with your child, because 
the child has to understand the reality too, right? If the child goes into this thinking they're going to come back and win their next five tournaments, you know, hands down because they've improved so much at the summer experience, but they haven't put the work in at the summer experience in order to improve, then that's not realistic. And, and so I think it's important to have that conversation ahead of time. Um, this is why I think it's important also, you know, in most cases for the child to drive the decision to go train elsewhere. It's not necessarily the parent's decision to make, though the parents have to set parameters, but, you know, the child has to want it. They have to want to get better. And maybe the kid just wants to go someplace warm and where they can meet some new friends. Maybe they're social, maybe they're having a hard time at school and they need to get away from their peer group and, you know, go reinvent themselves for a week. I mean, who knows, but at least ask the questions and have the conversations and understand the why behind what you're doing. Very good. (laughs) Did I pass? (laughs) Uh, A plus. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I listen again, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with just wanting your kid out of the house for a couple of weeks. There's nothing wrong with your kid just wanting to go meet some new players. There's nothing wrong with having a summer experience or spring break or a winter break experience. That's just something different from the day to day. And it doesn't have to always have something to do with getting better at tennis. It can be unrelated to that, but tennis can be the vehicle to help lead them there. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about our sport, right? Is it's open to people with all sorts of goals, with all sorts of reasons for wanting to play. And again, just being honest about what you want out of it is the key to having a positive experience, in my opinion. A plus. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Anything I've, I've, we've missed here? Any questions that you think that parents need to consider or, or home coaches need to consider when recommending summer programs or school break programs for their players? Well, I mean, I think here, here's something that's, it's a little bit of a touchy subject. How well does your home coach accept, you know, their student? going off into some other arena. And then that student is, is going to be returning. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that doesn't go over well. Right. Right. Right? You absolutely have to have that conversation with the home coach. Yeah. Very open, you know, with, with your coach back home and make sure that it's okay. And they respect the decision and respect where that student is going. Cause there are plenty of coaches that are the home coach and they know that their student is going to be going to a different arena, maybe for the summer, maybe some weeks. And they may agree and they may not agree where that particular student is going. Mm-hmm. And they are the ones that have put in, you know, many, many hours, thousands of hours, maybe trying to develop a particular student. That's right. very important as well. Right. We've come across that as well. Yeah. Right. I've, I've heard of that and, and, and I've and I've experienced that. Right. So, you know, it has to be very open communication between parent, coach and student 
you know, before you, you know, maybe want to, you know, experience something different, you know, and, and then come back into that arena when that experience is over. Right. And I'll, I'll say, and I've said this before, when my son was in Spain all those years ago, he was constantly emailing his coach back home saying, here's what we did in drills today. You know, this was something that I found really helpful. Can we do this when I get back? You know, can we start doing these types of drills when I get back? Um, these are things that the coaches said to me. Uh, this was helpful. This wasn't helpful. I responded well to that. I, you know, thought this was BS and, you know, didn't want to try that. So I think not only should the parent have the conversation with the coach, but the player should have the conversation with the coach, depending on the age of the player and, you know, say, this is why I'm going to do this, but, you know, you are my primary coach and it's important to me that you're on board with this so that when I come back with my experience, I can share it with you and we can together figure out how to move forward from that point, as opposed to just going back to the status quo. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, ultimately, I mean, I believe this is that tennis coaches are in this type of business to help others improve or help them achieve what they would love to achieve. Okay. I mean, there's ideally, right. You'd hope, right. I mean, obviously I business, obviously you want to make money and you're in business, but the joy for me is getting on a court, whether it's one of my full-timers or maybe a visitor and helping them improve regardless of what we're working on. Like Mm -hmm. I said, whether it's an incredible player or a top, top player, or maybe, you know, a lower level player or a very, or a younger player, that's the joy that that's hopefully why the coaches are doing this is that they want to help others achieve their goals or help them improve their game, whatever it shall be. Right. Uh, You know, hopefully that is the case. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Todd, we're going to leave it there. If parents want to reach out to you, if, if they're looking at maybe bringing their kids down to Florida for a visit to Todd Whittem, what's the best way for them to reach you? Sure. Well, the best way to reach me is through email at it's Todd at TWTennis.com. Or I know a bunch of your your fellow parents are following me on Instagram where I post almost almost daily, Monday through Friday, and that's Todd Widom underscore tennis. And they can see everything that happens, many things that happen in my arena from whether it's one of my junior players, whether I'm commentating a workout, how we're trying to improve things. Maybe it's Sun Wu Kwan, who just uh, signed an amazing deal with Delta Airlines. So I just posted that today. So we're super excited about that. They're now going to be on their way to Monte Carlo. So you'll see a lot of different things that, that happen in my arena. Maybe I'm talking, I'm speaking with my longtime coach, Pierre, you know, and, and I've started a couple of clips with him about how we fix or develop certain things with junior players. And, you know, he's done it for 40 years with thousands of players. So I've, I've started incorporating Pierre into, uh, into that. And he's not the most technologically advanced guy, but you know, I show him what's going on and everything. And so we're having fun with it, but yeah. that gives, you know, your viewers a very good understanding of what happens in, in my arena, you know, on, yeah. on a daily basis. 
For sure. And we'll have links to Todd's email, his Instagram, his Facebook. He posts there as well um, in the show notes on parentingaces.com. So be sure and check those out. And I know you guys are going to reach out to me to find out what I know about Todd. Um, I have never trained with Todd. My child has never trained with Todd. So I want to encourage you, if you are considering training with Todd, that you join our parents-only Facebook group and ask your questions there because so many of the Parenting Aces community has gone to work with Todd. So, and, And let me just say, Todd and I do not have a financial relationship. I just really like what he does. He likes what I do. So we do these podcasts from time to time. I just want to make it very clear that I have invited you many times to come <laughs> and you have declined every time. So I keep trying. So I'm hoping that you come to visit us at some point. That would be nice. And yeah, maybe you'll learn a thing or two with, you know, by working with me. Hopefully I can teach you a thing or two. Can you fix my tennis elbow? <laughs> I have other that. Okay, good. All right. Well, thanks, Todd, for doing this. And um, hopefully, lots of Parenting Aces kids will be training with you over the coming weeks and months, and you'll report back. And um, of course, we will have another chat with you sometime in the not too distant future. But uh, really appreciate you taking the time out today to talk about these short term training opportunities and what parents should be looking for and the questions they should be asking before signing on the dotted line to send their kids somewhere. Um, Hope all is well with you and your family. The boys are doing well and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Very good. Thanks, Lisa. I appreciate it. And to my audience, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at parentingaces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.